and I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We return today for one more look at Romans chapter 9, moving on to verses 30 through 33. We concluded our previous study with verse 29, which is a quotation from Isaiah 1-9, where Paul gives a startling statement concerning the nation Israel, but it is a fitting climax to the sovereignty of God. Even Israel, the elect nation, would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah in depravity and rebellion to God if he had not intervened in sovereign mercy and recovered a remnant. It is only the mercy of God that keeps any of us from going to hell. Now, we come to verse 30, and Paul continues as follows. Well then, what shall we say about these things? Just this that God has given the Gentiles the opportunity to be acquitted by faith, even though they had not been really seeking God. But the Jews, who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping his laws, never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to be saved by keeping the law and being good instead of depending on faith. They have stumbled over the great stumbling stone, God warned them of this in the scriptures when he said, I have put a rock in the path of the Jews, and many will stumble over him. Those who believe in him will never be disappointed. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Touch the hem of his 
In these verses, we see a new step in Paul's argument. The reason for Israel's rejection lay in the nature of her disobedience. She failed to obey her own God-given law, which in reality was pointing to Christ. She pursued the law, yet not by faith, but by works. Thus, the real cause of Israel's rejection was that she failed to believe. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. There are clearly two ways of approaching God. One is God's way and the other is man's way. One is by faith and the other is by works. One considers salvation a gift and the other a payment. Paul gives one of the clearest instructions on this matter in Romans 9. Hear it. I refer to verses 30 to 33. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it a righteousness that is by faith. But Israel, who pursued a law of righteousness, has not attained it. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I lay on Zion a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who trusts in him will never be ashamed. Paul contrasts the Gentiles and Israel. The Gentiles did not pursue righteousness at all, but they obtained it by simple faith. The Jews pursued it vigorously by works, and they did not obtain it. The Gentiles, when confronted with the claims and the love of Jesus Christ, received him. The Jews presented a pitiful picture. They were struggling vainly but intensely to gain favor with God, and they come up short. To them, religion was a business, and it failed. The Gentiles looked at the cross and concluded that God must love them very much to go to such lengths. They trusted him and were saved. As one writer put it, while the Jew tried to put God in his debt, the Gentile was content to be in debt to God. While the Jew thought he could do something for God, the Gentile was content to let God do something for him. 
On the one hand, we see the futility of works, and on the other, the success of faith. The Jews thought that the right relationship to God could be earned, that by strict obedience to the law, man could accumulate credit so that God would be in debt and would owe them salvation. They failed to realize that God would be in debt to no one. That demanded perfection, and man's was therefore a losing battle. Man could never be perfect. Now when Jesus came, many Gentiles received him. They had no preconceived ideas about him. But the majority of the Jews rejected him because he did not conform to their expectations. They were too absorbed in their own effort and in their own preconceived ideas of what Messiah should be. So Paul writes, They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Paul quotes from the prophet Isaiah, who quotes God as saying, I lay on Zion a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Isaiah presents God as the foundation stone, and Paul identifies that stone with Jesus, clearly indicating his godhood. Instead of seeing Jesus as the elect, precious foundation stone, instead of resting their faith and hope on him alone, many in Israel rejected him. They looked for another Messiah, one who would come as a royal conqueror and not as a lowly baby in a manger. The lowliness of his appearance made him a rock of stumbling. Even Isaiah predicted that the Jews would stumble at him. But it is on this stone, on this person, that God rests his salvation for man and nations, including Israel. Christ was made the chief cornerstone, the center upon which salvation is built. He is the one in whom all lines meet. What is important is that God himself laid the stone. The totality of salvation finds its focus on Christ because he's God come in the flesh, and he will never fail. So sure was God, humanly speaking about Christ, that God already saved people on the basis of Christ's sacrifice long before the fact. Long before Jesus came, lived, died, and rose, God was already saving people on the basis of Christ's sacrificial, atoning death. It was on this stone or rock that the saints of the Old Testament based their faith, and it saved them. Jesus said, Abraham saw my day. Abraham, 2,000 years before Jesus came, believed in him and was saved. Simple faith and simple trust in Jesus Christ pleases God most, whether before the cross or after. That's God's free salvation. Unfortunately, a free salvation from God is an offense to man. Man cannot bear the idea of being indebted to God's sovereign grace. I've asked the Renewal Singers to sing those words from Isaiah, which I quoted a few moments ago. Here they are.
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.